0: Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello my friends and welcome back to another I'll say intriguing episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. I am really pumped to talk about today's topic and I'm honestly just going to dive right in because I think that this is something I'm now realizing a lot of people in this quote community are thinking about but I've never actually heard anyone talk about. And that's sort of what I'm calling this blurry line and manifesting between believing in yourself, but also taking responsibility for yourself. And obviously I'm going to explain a lot more of what I mean by that. Now, I started giving this sort of concept, I guess, a lot of thought back when I really got into manifesting, so maybe at the beginning of last year, and understanding what it means to sort of quantum leap, which I have an episode soon coming out about that. I'll be talking about that, I believe, in the end of February is the topic for that week, which is quantum leaping. But I sort of had this question, how does manifesting affect your idea of what is responsible without adjusting your belief in yourself? And I wanna preface this conversation by saying that I want you to add air quotes every time I say the word responsible because that means something different to everyone, meaning this conversation is very unique to what you specifically believe. We're gonna get more into that as well. But when I first started thinking about this concept or this question that I had, I never really approached it with anyone. I, I remember thinking about it, I wouldn't say a lot, but I remember having this question when i really started working intensely on my manifesting and my mindset being when i started working and coaching with haley but i don't recall asking her this question and i will say that i've definitely heard the people that i listen to so podcasts that i listen to from coaches or you know mindset coaches or whatever that they sort of approach this subject but i've never heard honestly a like full conversation on it so that's what i want to do today Because I'm realizing that so many people are having this question. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I want to put it very simply so everyone is on the same page. Let's think about an abundance mindset, right? It's kind of like not wanting to go out for lunch with some friends because of spending money that you feel you don't have or would be, quote, irresponsible to spend. Like if you have plenty of food to eat at home, but you want to go out. And then you think, no, I really shouldn't. It's going to be too expensive or whatever. Where does that thought broach the concept or even undermine the concept that you're compromising your abundant abundance mindset being that the more I spend, the more I receive, which is a very common mantra practiced in mindset development, right? So what I'm asking is where, where do you start to undermine all of this work that you've done on your mindset? And I'm really hoping a lot of you are nodding your heads thinking, oh my gosh, finally someone's talking about this. I need to hear about this because I've had this thought for, I want to say, well over a year now, and I was really excited to record this specifically because the other day I went out with Fran. She I met her through Haley. She's a tarot reader and sort of a medium and a psychic, and she's phenomenal. So her and I went to lunch at the plaza. Yes, the plaza. So connotation under that being expensive, right? <laughs> And, you know, I just moved here. I'm paying all my own bills. You know, I'm, I'm conscious of what I'm spending, right? I'm doing great, but I also don't want to over overreach myself, overspend myself. So we get there and I'm looking at the menu and it looks phenomenal, but I'm like, oh my God, this is so expensive. And I, I say this out loud and I say to Fran, ooh, this is pricey. <laughs> and Fran so kindly, you know, being the wonderful woman that she is. If you don't follow her already, definitely go follow Fran. She's on my Instagram, her... Instagram handle I believe is Star Guidance eleven eleven. So go follow her. She's fucking amazing. But the minute I said that, I regretted it. Not because I regretted saying it, but because of Fran. She's like, Lauren, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna slap you in the head. Like, shut the hell up. It's not too expensive. And she literally sent said to me, the more you spend, the more you receive, right? So then I kind of started talking to her about this because I knew that this was obviously the podcast I was going to record for next week. This was um, a couple days ago, and this is the podcast for the 16th. So I started talking to her about this, and I was kind of thinking, you know, at what point do you draw the line? Like, at what point are you making sure you're being responsible and not, like, you know, spending thousands of dollars? And I'll say there's a huge difference between, you know, going out to lunch and then, I don't know, like, buying a new car, buying a really expensive purse or piece of clothing or whatever. But that was really my question. It was, at what point do you just kind of draw the line and figure it out between being responsible, but also not tearing down all this work you've done on your abundance mindset? And I was really excited to bring this up to her, obviously being, like I said, that I was recording this podcast, but I've realized over the last several months from a lot of people in this sort of community of thought and personal development, along with many clients have been asking me the same questions or some variation of. And so I was really ready to record this podcast and approach this subject because I definitely want to lean into this saying that this is definitely something I'm still figuring out. And I'm very confident in saying that, you know, now that I've changed my environment and and changed my energy being here in the city. And you know, really my entire life has changed over the last several weeks. I will very confidently say that I know I'm on the up and up. Like my income's rising, my goals are rising, everything is rising with me as this energy has shifted. So I'm not gonna, I'm definitely not gonna say that that I'm worried, but again, I need to, you know, at some point we do have to be responsible. And so I'm like I said, conscious of what I'm spending, but I'm not telling myself, no, don't go out and do this. And I'm also going to touch on this. I've never really talked about money or anything on this podcast, and eventually I will, for sure. But I I just kind of want to throw this thought in there. When you're spending money on things that are not necessities, you know, going out to lunch with friends, going out, period, you know, going shopping, whatever. Specifically, if it's with another person, I was more than beyond happy to spend this money on going out to lunch with Fran at the Plaza because her assistant slash best friend Jess was there who's also now a very close friend of mine. Going out to lunch with the two of them felt like one of the most high vibe things I've done in such a long time. I knew without beyond a shadow of a doubt that that lunch would be so high vibe, so enticing, so fun, so conversational and so developmental because These are the people that are on the same wavelength as me. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think it's very different spending $100 going out to lunch with them versus, you know, going out on Friday night and spending $100 at a couple bars and getting drunk. That's definitely different, right? That lunch, I was more than happy to spend that money on. It felt light. It felt fun. It felt exciting. I was pumped to go to lunch with them, right? Because I knew that the conversation would be amazing. Fran and I talked a lot of work, a lot of business, a lot of mm, collaboration, which is going to be talked about very soon. I'll just hint hint at that. But anyways, I just want to throw that in there that not only do we need to be conscious of our spending, you know, be aware of the budget, etc. But also be conscious of, of course, what you're spending your money on. Does it feel light? Does it feel good? Does it feel like it's assisting you in moving something forward, you know, versus Again, like I said, going out on a Friday night and spending $100 on alcohol. So I think this conversation goes hand in hand, again, with our conversation on the work-life balance in the context of finding what works for you, directly talking to you. This is not the universal you, this is the direct you, this is a conversation between you and I. When I was writing the blog to get more analytical on the subject, as I always do each week, I found a sort of formula, again, similar to the one described in the work-life balance, to help us kind of clarify this question of responsibility versus belief. Where do I draw this sort of metaphorical line? You need to find a balance of what I believe feels comfortable slash and or stable, but what also feels like you're still being challenged. Now, I wanna dive right into the comfortable aspect because there's certainly, I think, a very fine crystal clear line between being comfortable and being too comfortable. Meaning you're being stagnant. But before I continue on with this conversation, I just want to clarify something because I'm going to dive into examples. And I know that a lot of you listening to this podcast are working to leave a 9 to 5 or something thereof in pursuit of more of an entrepreneurial gain. So for the sake of the majority of the listeners, I'm going to use that example to sort of guide this formula. But as always, please adopt the content to what works for you and what fits your life. So. I want to start talking about this sort of comfortable slash too comfortable line. Again, I'll say that the line we're talking about in this podcast overall is very blurred, as I said in the title. But the line between being comfortable and too comfortable, I think is very clear. We don't want to have fear in our day to day lives, especially when it comes to money, because that's only going to help you develop your scarcity mindset, right? So I don't want you to wake up you know, to inform the belief of yourself that, and again, I guess this is juxtaposing because you wouldn't be informing the belief. However, let me continue with the thought. I don't want you to wake up each morning and say, I need to spend money so that I can tell my mind and tell my mindset and my subconscious that it's safe to spend money and then go spending thousands of dollars. Like I said, that's, you know, don't do that. Let's not do that. But I don't want you to, on the other hand, wake up and immediately be thinking about your bank account and how much money's in there and you know, have this fear of, oh, my God, how am I going to pay this bill? Right. So we need to find that comfortable line in between. Again, that's up to you. I can't really help you with that through a conversation on a podcast. You're always welcome to sign up for coaching and we can dive into that deeper. But my recommendation for you is to, you know, find a comfortable budget of spending on things that are exciting to you. You know, you, you know, your own budget for all of your bills and what money goes towards that important, you know, normal month to month stuff. But how much money are you spending going out with friends or going out to lunch or, you know, even going to the movies or whatever you want? The fun stuff. Figure out what that budget is and sort of lean into that. Maybe add a little extra cash to that if you feel comfortable doing that. But the line I'm really or the conversation we're really leaning into is, and I get more into this on the blog, is people who are looking to leave a job for another pursuit, another gain, etc., So if you're leaving a nine to five, a lot of people ask, and this is the question I've heard many, many times, do I just leave my job altogether and then immediately that fear sets in of how the fuck am I going to pay my bills? Or do I, you know, step back a bit and then do like part time and pursue this dream? Or do I pursue the dream on the side? Those are really the three options. You know, start the side hustle while continuing to work your regular job, whatever that is for you. I want to be very blunt when I say this because this isn't actually the conversation we're having. So I'm just going to get straight to the point with these three thoughts. One, if you're leaving your nine to five altogether and pursuing your big dreams, I will say that I think no matter what, a scarcity mindset is going to set in. And I, I don't think that's avoidable. This, again, is very direct to you and whatever your life looks like, whatever you know positions you're in. So I'll say this, obviously using myself as an example. When I decided firmly that I was going to build this brand and launch this brand and, you know, make this my career, I was still living at home. You know, I had minimal bills to pay and I was using my savings and I was using money that I had saved up and uh, using some of my money out of my investments. But it was just what maybe 400 no because I had car insurance um, maybe like $700 a month right that was my that was the total of my bills and they, those were all mine so my mom obviously wasn't charging me rent she was paying for all the groceries she was paying every time we went out somewhere or did something vacations etc you know so for the most part I was continuing to pay my bills and even she was helping me with those just to make sure I was okay because I started this business and I haven't talked about this. And I was planning on doing a podcast on this soon and a topic of the week on this about, you know, my brand journey. But it took me a year to make any sort of income. You know, I was getting little things here and there and selling my course a little bit and etc. and selling s- some little products. And, you know, I'd walk away sometimes with two, three hundred dollars a month, but <laughs> that's not going to sustain any sort of lifestyle. So it took me a good solid year to really start gaining an income. And then, you know, the ball kept rolling. So even my point, like I said, I wasn't going to make this long winded, but of course I did. My point to leaving the job altogether, even in that really wonderful situation where I really had someone providing all of the essential, like big things for me, I had a scarcity mindset. I did because it wasn't about how am I going to pay the bills? It was more so how am I going to make any sort of substantial income like almost anyone would think starting an entrepreneurial pursuit, whatever that is for you, starting a brand, starting a business, etc. So even though I didn't leave a job to start this, I still had the scarcity mindset knowing that it was going to take me a very long time to make any sort of income. And I was right. It did. And, you know, I'll say that I was working on my mindset then, of course, and developing, but the truth of the matter is, it the instant gratification aspect that we all want is just not going to happen i have heard from i will confidently say every single entrepreneur that i follow which is a ton that it took them such a long time to get their business off the ground but they just kept fighting and fighting and fighting for it which is obviously exactly what i did so moving on then you have option number two which is if it's possible for you To maybe go part time to your nine to five and then start the entrepreneurship or whatever you're starting on the side, you know, part time. So giving them both sort of an even split that I would say, you know, candidly and looking at this from sort of a 10,000 foot perspective view that that's obviously, you know, the ideal option is having some sort of comfortability, which we're talking about, but still giving yourself the space and time to pursue whatever it is you're doing without, you know, reaching burnout and then i think is honestly the most difficult of the options which is and many many people do many many women i know especially if you're a mom being that you keep your 9 to 5 and then start your side hustle you know we all know the term side hustle so you you start your business on the side of a full-time job that is i very much so believe the fastest and easiest way to get yourself to reach burnout Because no matter what you're starting, and I was just talking to Jess about this um, at the Plaza the other day, no matter what you're starting, I don't care how thorough you think you are on getting this list together of what you need to do to get a business off the ground, but there is always going to be more and more and more and more and more to add to that list. That list is never ending and it's so hard to tick some of those things off that list. talking to jess about she you know she had a lot of questions about how i started my brand and how i got my business off the ground and i said thank god i had lauren to work with if you guys don't remember i did a podcast with lauren Tukuafu on building a personal brand highly 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 recommend you go listen to it but very very thankfully i had lauren and i told this to her time and time again relentlessly that if i didn't have her it would have taken me a year to do all of the work that her and i did probably in three months You know, that's insane. Like, not only was I building all the branding materials and marketing materials, product, content, then I had to go to the actual business side of things. I created an LLC. I funded my business. I tracked all my finances, opened a business account, did all of this logistical crap that is just so time consuming and so frustrating, of course, because you're working with the government and they don't have their shit together. So how the hell do you expect you to have your shit together? So I'll say that. With all of those things in mind, that never ending list of starting a brand and then maintaining a brand or a business, if you're doing that on the side of a nine to five, because that's just what you have to do to pay those bills, which we're gonna talk about next, I completely and utterly understand. And not only do I understand, but oh my God, do I commend you for that effort because I know that there is not a single entrepreneur in the world who has done that scenario and not reached burnout at least once. Because you're going to work yourself dry. If you're really passionate about this and you're really bold and go-getter about whatever it is you want to do, you're gonna kill yourself trying to build a business. And, you know, that's the backbone of this sort of American dream and American society. That if you wanna be that passionate, independent, you know, girl boss type idea thing, you know, very generic, that's that's what it takes, that it is. And I didn't leave a nine-to-five and I didn't work a nine-to-five while building my business. But I'll say that working full time on building my business, I was working full time. It wasn't nine to five. I was working until the wee hours of the night, especially at the beginning, trying to create everything on time to reach a specific deadline. So that comfortable line we're talking about, very, very blurry, right? You're seeing where I'm getting this because I think in some ways, all of this is going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel scary. It's going to feel unstable. But you need to know where that seesaw sort of teeters of comfortable being obviously your middle ground, too comfortable being that you're just not putting in enough work and you're, or even you're just deciding you're not going to pursue it because it sounds like too much work or too uncomfortable being that maybe you've drawn yourself way too thin and you're not giving yourself enough space to make money, but also pursue your dreams. So I guess, honestly, like I said, I can't really talk on this anymore without it being a sort of more direct conversation. So I'll say that take what you will from that. And if you want to discuss it more, I would encourage you to sign up for the coaching. So the first thing I really want to talk about leaning into that comfortable conversation is that at some point we really do just have to do what we've got to do. You, you got to do what you got to do to keep yourself stable you know to keep paying your bills keep a roof over your head keep groceries in the fridge etc specifically and i've always touched on this if that if you're a parent or if you're someone caring for another person so you know this is very this is a very different conversation if you're a mother or a father if you're a parent and you're caring for a child you know your responsibilities are much higher you have a much higher stake in this right But again, I'll say, you know, I'm 24, I'm not a mom, so that's not my specific audience. So I'm thinking that a lot of you aren't moms or parents who are listening to this. But if you are, and again, you want to talk on this conversation more personal to your needs, I'm happy to coach you one-on-one or recommend a coach to you. Anyways, doing what you've gotta do, right? You've gotta figure out what that means, again, for you. This formula I've made is very specific to the one-on-one conversation. So. My best idea to figure this out if you don't want to do coaching or just kind of want to figure this out on your own, decide what this formula means for you, is again, like I said, this leans a lot into the previous conversation on the work-life balance being that I think you need to make a list of your priorities slash responsibilities. Like obviously it's a priority and a responsibility for you to, again, like I said, keep a roof over your head and pay your bills. But you've already got that budget. You're living intentionally, so I know you've got that budget. You, I know you know what that finance looks like month to month. In that case, what I would encourage you to do is break it down a couple different ways. What if you left your nine to five and you know dipped into your savings? What if you, if you can? I know you know part time isn't always an option um, in a lot of career paths, but if you can cut down a part time, what does that financially look like for you? And again, probably dipping into your savings. Or if you leave altogether very much so dipping into your savings, what does that look like for you? Break down those scenarios and the many that are in between, you know, again, what works for you and see where you can start maybe cutting back on the work that you're not happy with and where you can start inserting time for work you're happy with. But again, I want to touch on this and I want to go back sort of what I said in the podcast last week on New York. Being that I'm going to always be very honest in the same way I'll always be very blunt with you guys is that if you're looking to start a business and or a brand, I'm going to say this again, it is a shit ton of work and you have to be prepared for that. And time and time again, I've said this to you guys, I've said this to anyone who's ever reached out to me personally, the best, the single best investment you can make, especially if you're working to become a coach of any sort, is to invest in other coaches. I have, n- I have never spent better money on working with the four coaches I worked with, being with Lauren in the beginning, specifically helping me build the brand. I owe so much gratitude to that woman. Working with Haley, I've worked with Fran, and I've worked with my EFT practitioner, Valerie. Those four boss ass women have helped me get to where I am today. And without them, I most certainly would not be here. Or I'd be a lot less down the line because I would have had to do all of this work, all of this, you know, branding work, business work, and mindset work on my own. And I could I just it would have taken me a much longer time. So if you're if you're that person, my absolute best, not even recommendation, I'm going to demand of you, because I promise you you will thank me in the end, is to get a coach. If that means a business coach, a brand coach, A financial coach a manifesting coach a mindset coach whatever that is whatever you need whatever you need the most work on freaking find that person and give them your money i promise you best investment you're gonna make so that again falls in line with the sort of do do what you've got to do you know see where you can step back and also see obviously in the business slash brand front where you can step up you're going to work yourself dry you're likely no matter what scenario you do you're going to reach burnout. I've been there, done that, probably be there again. And that's okay, you know? Cuz then we reach burnout, we recognize it and we readjust cuz we're living intentionally. Then my next note to talk about is the idea of belief. Believing in yourself that is a road we will forever be traveling on with lots of twists, lots of turns, lots of lots of winding paths. And that's okay because we're human beings. And every single day we're going to interact with a new piece of life that demands of us to adjust and rework ourselves into what it means to live right here, right now, whatever that means for you. So my, I'm going to say number one recommendation, but I already gave you that, my, I guess, tied recommendation for that. For those of you, and I'm working with a client now who I just had a really beautiful conversation on this with. If you're starting a business and starting a, and or starting a brand, one of the most difficult things you're gonna face is imposter syndrome, right? You are, there's just no kind of avoiding it. And let me tell you that it's perfectly normal and perfectly okay because it's going to take you time to find your unique voice. It's going to take you time to realize and then become 100% confident in what, not only what you're offering, but why what you're offering is unique and third why you're comfortable asking someone for x amount of dollars to invest in you because my number one goal with every single client and my number one really awareness with every single client is whether they're paying you know for one session at 345 or getting an entire you know large package each and every single one of you is going to get me a hundred percent dedicated to you because i don't ever want to feel like a client has walked away getting less than what they invested in me you know that's and every single coach every single business owner will realize that whether it's a small business or you're you're starting a big clothing brand or whatever it is i don't know again leaning on that conversation i'll say that the next thing you always must do throughout this journey of manifesting whatever it is you're doing you know starting a business brand etc again i keep saying that you have to keep clearing two blocks your blocks around your fear of success and your blocks around money now when i say success that's a different conversation than money because i'm talking about actually like signing clients you know or whatever it is selling product building great product whatever i don't know fill in the blank for success Then abundance on its own, your money blocks on their own. We all have a cap. Everyone's is different. It could be this amount of money feels safe, but the X $10,000 plus above it feels very unsafe. Keep clearing those blocks. Keep working on your blocks around success and abundance and invest in coaches. Now, can you invest in coaches on clearing your blocks around success and abundance? (laughs) 100 billion percent. Hello, have you met me? (laughs) So this is what you have to do. This is just this is what you've got to do. This is what the journey looks like for every single person in different ways and in different genres with different scenarios a part of them. But every successful entrepreneur who is morally working towards something knows that you will break your back building your business. And in some ways that's amazing. I am overjoyed and in love with the process that has been the last year and what it's meant to build this brand. year and a half, oh my God. Wow, it's been like a year and four, five, four months. That's crazy. I don't even know what I was just saying. I think I just entered a state of shock. Anyways, any entrepreneur who has gone through this journey knows that these are the things you need to work on. You need to invest in other people who you feel, of course, Obviously, confident, safe, and trustworthy of investing your money is the least of your worries. Your time and energy and your mindset into you know, those are the really big three you need to entrust with a coach or a mentor or whomever. And that process is going to be beautiful and wonderful. And you are going to grow so much in that process. Let me be very clear when I say this. And then. Again, the point of this entire podcast is we're talking about finding this balance that feels comfortable, but not too comfortable for you. You will need to find a balance between what feels comfortable, but also feels challenging. And I talked about this last week about the abundance thing and about the money thing. And last week, Haley had a meetup in her dream of the February money date. And we talk and I got to talk and you know kind of introduce my sort of block around abundance and money right now. I said to you guys last week, and I still stand by this, that I thought this fear of paying rent was gonna set in. and it hasn't. I don't feel scared about paying rent. You know, I, I feel good and I feel that I know that I've worked so hard in my mindset and cleared so many blocks that the universe is working with me and for me. So it's going to give me everything I need to live comfortably, right? However, my sort of grievance, I guess, with abundance that I'm working on specifically right now is this line of stability, right? Which is what we're talking about. I know that the income is going to come in, but how stable is it going to be? Is my income going to fluctuate significantly month to month? Like, you know, what if I make 10 grand this month and then only four grand next month? I'll still be able to pay my rent each month and you know live because I'll have saved money from this month for next month but this stability thing especially being an entrepreneur right that's what you're stepping away from in a nine-to-five paycheck that you can count on bi-weekly or m- once a month or am I becoming an entrepreneur understanding and I beg you please to understand this because this is the truth with every entrepreneur am i stepping into a moment where my paycheck is going to fluctuate you know maybe a couple hundred dollars each month or is it going to be significant so that's really what i'm working on now is sort of finding whatever stable means to me because i again I, i know and i've accepted of course that my my income will fluctuate month to month but it's all about again taking responsible action but feeling doing what's responsible what i feels for me so if i were to have a ten thousand dollar month this month next month obviously i'm going to put a ton of that aside because what if i don't have that same month next month i need to be able to pay my bills and etc so this conversation i really 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 hope it helped because i feel like like i said in the beginning a lot of these conversations we've had have probably likely, of course, been ones you've heard. None of these are really new concepts. You know, I, I adapt them under my own opinions and beliefs and under intentional living and give you guys what I think is the best possible advice I can offer you. But they're not new conversations, right? This one I really do feel, feel like it is. I, I really haven't heard this discussed in anyone I follow or, you know, any podcast conversation, talks I've heard, et cetera. Even books I've read. And I've read a lot of books on abundance and money. You know, I've read Being a Badass at Making Money. I've read Pocket Full of Money, et cetera. So, you know, those things are amazing. Again, every every piece of content you consume, being a podcast, a talk, a book, whatever, you're going to take what resonates with you, right? I feel like this, no matter what you're doing, if if you're becoming an entrepreneur, if you are an entrepreneur or anything else, even if you are in your nine to five and you love it and you want to stay in a nine to five, these are still things you have to work on because as someone who's listening to this and again, each of you have something unique to bring to the table and offer and have a unique talent, right? Whatever that is for you, if you are trying to optimize on said talent, You need to find this line for yourself. So I sincerely hope that this conversation has helped you, really stimulated your mind, given you a lot to think about, that it's always the goal with every podcast. But this one specifically, I think, like I said, like I keep pounding into the pavement, is one that I think we haven't heard enough of. So if you have questions or want to talk more about this, Definitely reach out to me via Instagram or the contact page. Sign up for coaching, whatever you'd like to do. And uh, give it some thought. Let me know what you think. And I love you guys all. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.